Welcome back to another MicroConf Refresh episode of the MicroConf Podcast. It's great to have you back. In today's episode, we're going to look at automating your cold outreach sales process with no code. This is a talk from our most recent MicroConf Remote virtual event. Before we get into that talk, I want to remind you that MicroConf growth starts this Sunday. If you are in or near Minneapolis or can hop on a plane and get here, we have a few tickets left. Head to microconf.com growth. It's going to be an incredible event. It's our first U.S. growth event in more than two years, and it's our first one ever outside of Las Vegas. So hope to see you there. In addition, the State of Independent SaaS report comes out next week, and you can join us for the live stream where I'm going to be presenting the results of the 2022 report. We are going to be broadcasting live from MicroConf Growth in Minneapolis on Monday, April 4th at 10.15 a.m. Central Time. And you can register at stateofindiesass.com and use the promo code SOIS. 2022. That's Think of it like State of Indie SaaS 2022, SOIS 2022, to register for free and see me up on stage for about 30 minutes talking about the interesting findings that we have in this year's report. And as I've been mentioning, this year's report, we mix things up. One-fifth to one-quarter of the questions are different from last year. We have a bunch of sentiment questions, a bunch of other interesting findings. So stateofindiesass.com to find out about that. And with that, let's dive into this talk about automating your cold outreach sales process with no code. This talk was given by Andy Cabasso at our most recent MicroConf remote event. And his description of his talk is, cold outreach can be a painful, unyielding process that may leave you pulling out your hair. The real magic happens when you find a process that lets you ramp up the volume of your cold outreach campaign and identify qualified leads to put in the top of your funnel. In this talk, Andy covers some of the key automation points you should have in your cold outreach campaign and how no code can take some of the stress out of your sales cycle. So let's dive in to this talk from Andy Cabasso. Hey. How's it going? Cue, cue the applause. So, you know, if you're in person, we'd all be clapping, but uh, oh, okay. it's, uh, we're in remote. So with that, sir, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip backstage and I'm going to let you take it away. All right. Thanks so much, Rob. Um, and uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining today. I'm excited to share with you uh, basically all my tools and processes that I use for no, for no code outreach, for email, for LinkedIn outreach. Um, and I'm not going to just be sharing uh, about sales. I'm also going to be sharing uh, what I'm doing for outreach for uh, a few other things as well, like PR and um, uh, link building as well. Um, so real quick, uh, you know, Rob did a great, great intro for me. My name is Andy Cabasso. I'm a co-founder at Postaga with the current, uh, with the spring 2021 Tiny Seed Batch. And before I founded Postaga, I started an agency that uh, grew and sold and was acquired um, so today I'm going to be talking about a few different things and I wanted to kind of break down what you should all be expecting. So first I'm going to talk about what our workflow is like when we're doing outreach so that we can all be on the same page and you kind of see where we're going with this. I'm also going to be sharing, uh, some of the tools that we're using, uh, when we're doing this. Um, and I'm also going to share a cheat sheet at the end. So you don't need to write, make sure you write all of it down, uh, as soon as you see that slide. Uh, I'm going to talk about prospecting and different methods that, that I'm using for prospecting. I'm going to be talking about uh, outreach via email as well as LinkedIn. And then what do we do after we've, we're doing our outreach and people are responding to us? How do we keep track of that? Um, and I've got a few no-code solutions for that as well. I also want to share kind of some tips and best practices from the trenches 
And then at the end, we'll do a Q&A. So a bit about the outreach workflow. And so when I'm doing cold outreach, um, there's basically a few steps to the process. The first is prospecting. I need to find people that I wanna connect with and whether it's sales or PR or link building, I need to find people that are relevant to what my goal is. So if I'm looking for sales, I need to find potential customers. If I'm looking for link building, I need to find websites that are relevant to uh, uh, mine, relevant to my pitch. And if it's PR, I'm I wanna look for uh, podcasters and journalists that uh, are covering topics that my ideal audience is interested in. After that, there is the outreach itself. Once we've got our prospects, we need to connect with them either via email or LinkedIn, and I'll share both uh, and tools I'm using for that, as well as the close. So after someone responds to you, and if you're sending a lot of outreach, especially if you're doing sales outreach, some teams are doing thousands of emails uh, a week or a, even a day for really high volume stuff, and you need a way to manage all, all of that. So um, this next slide is all about the tools I use. And um, I'm gonna be, the ones that are bolded here are the ones that I am gonna be showing uh, examples of. And I'm gonna repeat this slide at the very end. So you don't need to uh, furiously write down all of these. Um, I have different tools that I'm using for prospecting from uh, scrapers to directories, uh, SEO tools and other platforms, uh, tools that I'm using for uh, uh, email outreach and LinkedIn outreach. Uh, as well as uh, integrations and automations that I'm using for uh, for managing my conversations in, in, in my preferred CRM. So next up, I want to talk about uh, prospecting and in particular, um, a few different tools that I'm using in the process. And so for prospecting for sales, I wanna find people that could be potential customers for my business. And there are a few different tools that I used for this prospecting. Uh, the first uh, are like directories, like LeadFuse um, or Zoom Info or, or uh, Clearbit. Um, and these platforms basically are just giant directories of uh, that uh, have lists of businesses and then uh, you can export them to a CSV. And some of these directories do have email addresses with them. Um, that's nice. Other directories might not have email addresses for these contacts. And then there's another step that you can take to find working email addresses for those businesses. Um, other tools I use, uh, scrapers. So if I've got a directory that has a list of businesses, um, I can use a, a no-code scraping tool to grab all the info from the directory uh, and then bring into my other tools. And then uh, another tool is LinkedIn, whether it's this, you know, just like the search or the sales navigator. And I'm going to show you how I'm doing this for uh, later with uh, LinkedIn outreach. Uh, if I'm doing prospecting for link building, uh, I can use a, a keyword research tool or SEO tool like Ahrefs or SEMrush. Um, and for PR, and I'll show you about this, uh, I use SparkToro um, and also uh, my own platform, Postaga, does have prospecting uh, elements for for all for a bunch of these different strategies as well. So next up, uh, I want to show you some examples of how I'm prospecting uh, for 
uh, for things like, like sales. And so let me, I'm going to share with you a few different examples. For sales, I'm going to show Hexamatic. For uh, link building outreach, I'm going to show Ahrefs. And for PR, I'm going to show SparkToro. So um, let's, let's just take a look now at um, how I'm going to find uh, a particular type of business. And so let, let's say I want to prospect marketing agencies. And so if I do like a Google search, for example, for marketing agencies, I can get uh, a, a bunch of results here uh, in Google, but there are some directory sites like uh, Clutch, for example, is, is a good one um, that has a list here of 37,000 SEO agencies. Wouldn't it be great if I could grab all of these sites um, and with a tool like Hexamatic, uh, I can. And so I'm just going to copy this real quick. So if I jump into Hexamatic here, um, Hexamatic is a scraping tool. Basically what I'm, what I'm doing here is, is for their scraping recipe, I put in the URL of the page I want to grab. And now Hexamatic is going to render this here and it's going to show me, all right, so here's what the page looks like. What elements from this page do you want to grab? So if I click on this, I want to grab like the name of this business. Um, I'm going to select not just this one, but all of the items on the page that match this like div or uh, a section. And so that grabs for me all of these elements that are similar. And so those are all business names. So now I've got the names of all of the businesses on this page. That's great. Um, next, I also want to grab the website addresses for all of these businesses. And so if I click this button now and select all, the type of, what type of content is this? Well, this is a link URL, a link to these sites. And now, as you'll see, here's an example of value. I've got this business's website address. And so it's going to repeat that for all of these now on this. So with this action here, I can grab all of the uh, business names and grab all of their uh, website URLs. But in addition to that, this is a big directory. I want to grab information from all of these pages. And so the next thing I can do, I, if I click this button, um, basically having the scraper move across multiple pages, I've got pagination. And so um, it wants to know a bit more information, like what's the URL here and what's the kind of code for what a different page number is. And so here I've got the URL for this particular page. Um, and this item I'm going to be, be replacing here is the page number. And so I can go to from pages one to like 900 or whatever it is. Um, and now, as I see here, it's going to grab all of these pages and then repeat this process. And I can run this in this scraper and basically, and get all this information into a CSV or spreadsheet. And so here is what that ends up looking like. So I've got now all of these sites with uh, all of their domains. And if I'm using another tool, like an email finding tool, I can find email addresses for, for all of these. And that, that's basically how I'm doing that. In addition to, to that, uh, I want to talk quick about like link building outreach. And so 
I want to do outreach to build links to my blog article because I want to help it get more traffic. And so let's say I've got this article about how to find affiliates. If I go into a tool like Ahrefs here um, and I search for a particular keyword in this keyword explorer and something find affiliates, um, it will then give me uh, information about the keyword itself, uh, relevant keywords, but it'll also tell me who are the top ranking articles on this term and who is linking to them. Now, this in particular is interesting to me. Now, there are a lot of different link building tactic and tactics and strategies out there, uh, but this one that I'm kind of gonna show you right here is, is uh, called the skyscraper technique. Um, and how it works basically, I'm, I'm, I can find all of these sites that are linking to these other articles on the topic. And since I know that they're linking to this other article, I'm gonna wanna reach out to them to say, hey, I saw that uh, you've got this article which mentions how to find uh, affiliates. I've got a great article and video on the topic. You should definitely link to add, add my uh, article as a resource in your article so it provides more value for your audience. And I can export this to a CSV file and then bring that into my uh, email outreach platform. SparkTor is another tool that uh, I use for um, PR outreach and it's a business intelligence tool. And basically how it works is it can tell you what websites or podcasts or, or social media platforms are people interacting with who are interested in this other topic. So if I, for example, am, am saying like, all right, so my, I, I'm curious about who is the people that are reading articles on hrefs.com, for example, what else are they following? What else are they interested in? And so if I, if I search for that, um, this tool will tell me, all right, well, people who read hrefs are, are, and visit that website are also following these blogs. And so I might want to reach out to these blogs to pitch them to uh, do some either co-marketing or have me write a guest blog post or, uh, or something like that. And so, um, that is that, so that's what, I, and then once I do that, I can export that all to a CSV and all of this like research and stuff that prospecting that we're doing all comes down to CSVs. So next up, uh, I want to talk about the next stage in the process, which is email outreach. And so We've done our prospecting now. We know what uh, websites we, what websites and businesses we want to connect with. The next thing that we need to do is uh, find or potentially find working email addresses for these people and email them. So uh, what I'm going to do is, uh, and there are, aside from Postdoc, which is a platform that I use and recommend, there are other platforms out there and other tools out there that can help you find email addresses or build and send personalized emails. But um, for this example, I'm gonna be uh, using Postaga and I'll sh show you kind of what I do for my prospecting basically. So um, basically Postaga is a kind of an all-in-one uh, outreach, email outreach specific platform. And what it can do is it'll find, uh, it can do some prospecting, find relevant businesses to connect with, then find the right contact people and email addresses for them, and then build and send uh, personalized email sequences. And I'll now show you a 
quick run through of, of what that looks like. Um, so I'm going to just quickly jump into uh, my Postaga account and I'm going to just show you kind of like a quick campaign that I've created. And so I've taken, uh, I'm importing a CSV from my prospecting. Um, and uh, from that CSV, um, Postaga will find contact people for these different websites and it does this automatically. Um, it's trying to find who's the most relevant person and you can do this manually. It's a pain and takes a lot of time, but uh, our tool also uh, find, well, will automatically try and find uh, those people uh, through an integration we have here with uh, LinkedIn. So after we find the right contact people, we need to find working email addresses for them. And so next up, uh, Postaga will find, find uh, working email addresses for these people and making sure that these email addresses are validated. So when we email them, they, we know that those emails won't bounce. Um, that's very important. Um, there are some tools out there that'll find you email addresses based, or it's like a directory of email addresses, but there's no guarantee that those email addresses are validated. And if they're not, and you have too many emails that bounce because those aren't real working email addresses, uh, you can get into trouble with your sending domain where your email can end up, uh, emails can end up in uh, spam folders. So um, next up, what I'm doing in my process, I've got an email sequence that I'm gonna be sending to these contacts. Um, and automatically the platform will personalize these emails for each of these contacts. And this is a template that I've uh, been using. And so uh, I might reach out to these uh, different agencies, pitching them to check out my software. Um, and uh, basically now I can see like all of these emails are personalized for every one of these contacts. And that saves me a ton of time from having to do that uh, manually myself. It just automatically uh, personalize these for these contacts. And if I want, I can spend time in personalizing these emails further. But if I don't want to, if I just want to email all uh, in a sequence, all of these 32,000 agencies, uh, Postaga will, will help me do that uh, really easily and quickly. So uh, that's a quick run through of what, what I do for email outreach. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is LinkedIn outreach. Now, with LinkedIn outreach, um, basically what I'm going to be doing is uh, I want to use a tool that can help me uh, find uh, find uh, people that are relevant for me to connect with and then build a sequence of connecting with these people uh, and then messaging them. And uh, there are two different tools that are uh, popular for this. Or there are a lot of tools that, that do stuff like this. Uh, one of them is called Octopus. The other is called Prospectin. And I'm going to be using Prospectin as the example here. And so with Prospectin, um, what I'm doing is I can build uh, basically a scenario, a sequence where multiple steps are, happen. So for example, step one being um, I, I'm going to view someone's profile. Step two being the next day, uh, I reach out to them to connect and I've got a, a message uh, that's somewhat personalized for them. And then if they connect with me, then they're gonna get a follow-up message saying like, thanks for connecting. I wanted to share with you this. Um, and so uh, like tools like this can help with that. And you can like build your own scenario, like your workflow of, 
of whatever you want it to be. And so it could be something like, uh, if you really want to play the long game, day one, I'm going to view their profile. And so if they're checking their LinkedIn, they might get a notification, your profile has been viewed by this person. On day two, I follow this person. And day three, I connect with this person. Um, and you can do it however you'd like, uh, whatever you want in your process. Um, but we also need to not just build this workflow, but find people on LinkedIn and add them to our workflow. And so how we do that is I'm going to go in LinkedIn and I'm going to do a search here for the type of business that I want to connect with. And let's say I'm, I want to reach out to lawyers. Prospectin and uh, Octopus also, they have uh, Chrome extensions and Chrome tools and um, how, it, how it works. It looks like it's not shown on this uh, screen share, but basically if I uh, click on this uh, prospecting tool here, I can import all of the contacts from this search into my prospecting CRM and then add them to a sequence. And so then it'll happen automatically. And that's how I can easily and quickly uh, find a bunch of relevant uh, businesses uh, or people in certain job roles. However, I want to uh, break that down um, and, and reach out to them. And so um, I, I prospecting is really easy. Octopus CRM uh, is also a good option as well. Um, and next up, I want to show a little bit about CRM and email automation. So for my CRM, so let's say you're getting, you get replies to your outreach emails. Um, you can generally either manage them all in your outreach software, or if you have another CRM that you're using for sales, like uh, Pipedrive or Salesforce, you might want to bring those into, you might want to bring these out these cold outreach leads to your CRM. And so for that, uh, what I, I've done is I use uh, a Zapier integration and uh, I use it with my uh, uh, with my Gmail. So basically how I do it is if I get a response to my cold outreach email, that response will go to my, my G Suite, my regular Gmail inbox, but it will, I'll also set a rule in my Gmail so that outreach response gets a label. And so I can make a trigger in Zapier so that when I get, when I have an email that uh, uh, has a label um, uh, or has, yeah, has a label, then I can add that, uh, basically add that contact to my CRM. And I use ActiveCampaign for my CRM. Uh, whatever you use should be fine. Um, and I'll automatically create like a new deal in my in my pipeline. And so, yeah, whether you're using Pipedrive or Salesforce or anything else, um, the Zapier workflow can e easily work for that. And so the effect of this, um, let's say I just created this a few days ago. And so I'm getting replies from my, uh, and just kind of built this pipeline. So, all right, so whenever I get a new, a uh, new response from my outreach emails. I then get a new deal created in this CRM. And uh, yeah, basically uh, that's, that is uh, how that works. And so I can keep track of uh, all of that. Uh, next up, I wanna share some tips and kind of best practices for all of this. I know we kind of covered a lot about workflow, but I also wanna be kind of mindful of some things to be thinking about if you haven't really done outreach before. Um, so one thing is 
uh, outreach is a numbers game. Um, if you're reaching out to five or 10 people and you get no replies, that sounds like it could be right because you might be getting uh, a response rate of 5% or 10% uh, and not all of the replies are going to be positive. So we wanna be mindful that the more people that we're reaching out to, the more wins we can be getting. Also, just speaking from experience, your first outreach campaigns will probably be bad, uh, but they will get better over time as you're figuring, as you're seeing what people are responding to um, and kind of seeing how, how that's all, all shaking out. But they will get better. Um, and, I, like, and one important thing that helps with this is testing. Um, and so like you wanna see what's working and what's not working. Like if people aren't opening your emails and just like a benchmark on our platform, we're seeing on average, just average an open rate of emails around 40% for cold emails. Now, um, if you're seeing a lot less than that, it could be an issue of either deliverability, uh, your emails are going to spam folders. So there might be something to check out there, or it might be that your subject line is just not compelling for the people that you're reaching out to. Um, if you're not getting good replies, um, or you're not or seeing, you're seeing a low reply rate, it might be either due to your prospecting is not good, uh, you're not finding the right people to connect with, or it could very well be the email copy. I'd probably put it more likely as the issue being the copy rather than prospecting. Um, also, it's important that with this, as you're looking to scale it up, to be very organized about this, because when we get good leads, we don't want them to fall through the cracks. And that can happen um, if you don't have like a plan in place for who on the team is going to be responding to our, our leads here and who's gonna be taking care of them. And the last thing is follow up. A lot of people will craft a, an email and not be thinking about the follow-up so much, but having an email sequence or a LinkedIn outreach sequence where that includes follow-ups is important because let's say you get a res your response rate is like 10%. And if you have one email, that's 10%. But if you have two emails, three emails, four emails, even if the follow-up emails are just something like, hey, just wanted to follow up and see what you thought, that uh, keeps, the, keeps the potential conversation going and gets, makes it much more likely that you get a reply. So lastly, to recap, some tools that I mentioned that I use um, uh, for prospecting, I showed you Hexamatic, um, uh, I showed you Hrefs for SEO and for like platforms, I showed uh, SparkToro and I showed Postaga for email outreach, for LinkedIn, I showed ProspectIn and for the integrations uh, with the CRM, I shared Zapier. Um, last thing, semi shameless self-promotion. If you're looking to check out something like Postaga for your email outreach, um, just email us at support at postaga.com and say you're from MicroConf Remote uh, and, and I'll hook you up. So um, that is basically all I got. Uh, I'm happy to do a Q&A. All right, sir. Yeah, we have questions pouring in. So that, that tells us that. Session was a good one. So our first question is from Esprit, and she asks, why not use Hexamatic to source LinkedIn leads? Um, I personally have not done that. Um, uh, if you, if, if it's, if it works for you to do that, you can do that. Um, but from, I guess, from what I've found, just if I'm using something specifically for LinkedIn, like prospecting, it has it built in. So it's just easy enough for me to uh, use their Chrome extension and 
do a search and then click the button and Prospectum will automatically add them to the CRM. And so that just makes it easy enough. Makes it easy for your process, but it sounds like you, you wouldn't be opposed to it if that was no, a better, no, better fit for, for their workflow. Yeah. Next question is I've done some cold email outreach before and wasn't getting any replies. Is cold outreach just not a good fit for some businesses? So cold outreach, um, in my experience, it's generally, it's good for, so if it's, if your business is B2B, um, it, they're generally should be opportunities for you. Um, in particular, if you're not getting replies, um, there are my, off the top of my head, there are a few things that it could be. It could be your copy. It's chances are my, my gut is it's probably the copy. Um, I've, I'm, as I'm sure a lot of you have gotten cold sales emails that just, you're like, all right, this isn't for me. Um, it, it's mostly the issue is the copy and I would workshop the copy. Um, in particular, being short is better, uh, being uh, more geared, basically really using the copy of your cold email to start a conversation rather than to list all the services you provide um, is better. And, um, it, but it also could be your prospecting is an issue. Um, and I might want to see what you're getting for like open rates. Cause if your open rates are low, that is a giveaway that you're possibly ending up in, in spam folders. Right. Either your subject line is bad or you're ending up in spam or promotions mm -hmm. even. Right. Yeah. There, you know, in, in my experience, both personally and also with, uh, all the tiny seed and just companies, microconf, anybody, anybody who I talk to, it's like, there are still spaces where there are spaces, um, where cold email is kind of, uh, you know, getting people are getting burned out on it because they're mm -hmm. getting so much. So I delete a lot of cold email. Um, and, and it, it has become more difficult. There's still a bunch of spaces where that's not the case as mm -hmm. well. So I do think that it's, it's industry to industry, but also even within the industry, it's, is your subject line good? And, and are you making it sure. into the inbox? Like, I'm sure you probably get a lot of, uh, cold emails about like, Hey, are you interested in B2B lead generation? Look at yep. this. We are doing B2B lead generation right now by reaching out to you to hire our company. That's right. And I get a lot of those where those emails are surprisingly bad. Yep. Which is like, um, wait, if that's bad, why would I hire you? No, I, to I totally get it. Yeah. Um, next question. Do you need Sales Navigator to use Prospectin? No, um, you do not. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. I've used other scrapers, not Hexamatic yet, hmm. and they didn't work well for me. Do you recommend or know any no-code tools for using those directory those directories APIs instead? Um. I, I guess I'm not sure about, like I said, I don't know what the tool, scrapers are that, that you have used and not found success with. I, I've tried a few different uh, ones in particular, like ones that are, are on like the AppSumo marketplace. Like I grabbed Texile and Hexamatic I got from, uh, from AppSumo. There was another one that I tried a while ago, like connect it. Actually, no, that wasn't a scraper, but um, yeah, I've had, it's been for me hit or miss with different scraping tools. Hexamatic, I like a lot, and that's why, yeah, why it's the one that I, I showed in particular, just because I found it was the easiest and it just grabbed the information that I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I definitely had frustration with some other scraping tools because I'm not a coder. The whole point of this is no code. Um, so right. uh, yeah. And, and the tough part is once you find one that works, like Hexamatic works for you, you stop mm -hmm. looking. So you often don't, you know, <laughs> you have a bunch that don't work and then you find one that works and you stop. So it's, you, you may not know uh, 
uh, some others. Yeah. We have another question about Hexamatic. Does Hexamatic work with Google search results, possibly following through each result to gather data from a site? Um, I haven't used it for that. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. It would. I, I would think it would, but uh, yeah. might want to go to the Hexamatic site and even email support um, with that question because they should know that. Does Postaga send from our own, from my SMTP, Google Apps, in my case of the, the question asker? Uh, yes, uh, we have a, specifically a, a, an SMTP integration with Google Apps so that you can send from your own email. And if it's like a new email address that you've created just specifically for outreach, like outreach at yourcompany.com or something like that, one thing that we also offer, is, which is included, is warming up the email so that basically it sends a few emails emails on day one and then more emails over time to uh, increase likelihood that you end up in the main inbox and not end up in spam. Because one thing that I, we've also seen some people do if they're starting out, they're like, all right, great. I've got a list of 10,000 sites. Let me just email all of them today. And you just end up in spam permanently and on blacklist and stuff like that. And so it's important when you're, no matter what, what when you're doing outreach and if it's a fresh email address that you are warming it up so that it looks more natural and so that you won't get flagged. A lot of people forget about that. Hmm. What are average results for outreach? Um, it, average results, it very much depends on, it, it depends on a lot. It depends on what you're looking to do. If you're looking for sales, um, you might see results of like two to 5%. Um, if you're doing outreach for link building, it could be, like five to 10% for replies. Um, for podcast outreach, uh, I'm getting 20%. Um, and so like it can, yeah, it, it varies wild, wildly different. But um, I would say if, if you're talking about sales, I would be kind of like my, what I'd be shooting for like baseline would be five 5% in terms of replies. What are some examples of subject lines that work well? Putting you totally putting you on the spot here. So sure, uh, a general subject line that works well. Question followed by question mark. That's the subject line. Um, it it gets opens and provided that you're positing a question, um, whether it's you know sales or link building or anything like that. Um, yeah, it tends to work well. Um, if it's sales, also one thing I like is like for insert company name question mark or um, or company name with those little like brackets or less than minus than and my company name question mark something like that like a like suggesting a partnership or something like that um, that uh, also I, I found works pretty well yeah so there's some personalization sometimes a question uh, mark yeah the questions I have found that the, the the questions need to be on point because I get ones with questions like need more B2B SaaS leads question mark. And my answer is no, <laughs> I guess I don't, you know, it's like, you're, you're not targeting me well versus if they, I don't know, well, you know, you can imagine for me, it's like need want more YouTube visitors or conference attendee or something. At least I'd be like, all right, I'm going to see which I would at least click through and be like, well, what is this person selling? You know, um, last question, sir. And then we're going to wrap. How do I pitch to potential customers without it coming off as spammy? Great question. Um, so for, I guess kind of the first thing I would do is, well, one, you want to make sure that you've done your research and you've done your prospecting right. And so that you 
know like so that your audience you're like all right i know what this what industry this person's in what space they're in and so i can have a pitch that's uh somewhat tailored to them um i'm sure you see like there are a lot of like cold sales pitches that are just like like i mentioned before just here are our services let us know if you need them and that's just not really engaging and not really going to instill any confidence and so um, typically I like to keep my sales emails. I, I try to keep them, uh, relatively short. Um, but, um, an example of something I do, it would be like, Hey, insert person's first name. Um, uh, Andy from Postaga here. Uh, I, I saw that you're in this space and wanted to see if you have this particular problem. Like, are you having, uh, are, are you having trouble with this specific, like a very specific problem that I, I would think might be an issue for people in this particular segment? And then if so, I might be able to help, um, insert line about like my, uh, my company does this. Um, if that's not, if that's not a problem that you have totally cool, but if so, do you have seven minutes to talk, uh, this week, let me know. Um, and so, I'm not selling them on the entirety of my business in this one email because really my goal for the email is to start a conversation. Um, if I pique their curiosity and it's something that they're looking for, they will respond. But it, if I'm spending my time in the email, just going through listing out my services that uh, my, my eyes are, as a recipient are just gonna glaze over and like, uh, no, I've, I've seen this before. And it doesn't seem like it's coming from a human being, it's coming from a robot. And so the write, if you write like humans write emails, um, you'll, you'll have much better luck. And really like, we're just looking to start a conversation. If they reply, that's when you can share more salesy information or schedule a call to potentially sell them on your product. But that's like, if the goal here is to get them on a sales call, um, yeah, just having a, 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 a single email that's like, here are the things that we can provide. Here is a schedule. Here's my calendar link. That's, that's not go like, that's not how people interact with, with emails with humans. Yeah. Cause yeah. email is a human to human endeavor. Yeah. Andy Cabasso, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for joining me again this week for another MicroConf Refresh episode. And I will see you back here on the same feed, same time next week for another amazing MicroConf podcast episode.